This is Robbie Herrera, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, it's us again, filling your airwaves with more Fulham-related claptrap with the Whites back in action at Craven Cottage on Saturday as we aim to get more points on the board to move us closer to lifting the championship trophy at the end of the season, if not before. J-Mac and Baldo join me to look ahead to the game, so get 30 of your mates together and ran some cake down your pie hole and wash it down with some wine. Let's bloody well enjoy ourselves. My name is Matt Boisclair, and this is your Fulham Focus Podcast. Well, lads, here we are from another fine win in Stoke-on-Trent on Saturday. Did you boys enjoy the game? Yeah, I loved it. I, it wasn't the smashing grab I hoped for, but I was really happy to see us uh, basically respond really well to conceding first again. So, uh, yeah, cracking game. I'm really jealous that you you went and managed to convince Wigo to go, mate. Yeah, it sounded like a really, really good game to be at. Um, we're ticking you off said, the away grounds now. last week. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you, you said last week that you wanted us to, to win ugly, and we kind of did. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of did. We, we absolutely did. It's just um, it's just the conceding of goals that sort of slightly alarms me. But, I mean, we'll come on to Rodak probably in a few seconds. Yeah, well, yeah, Rodak is, it sort of comes into it. But back to the sort of initial question, I was I was quite delighted with it. I think it just goes to show the, the strength and depth that we have if we can go to a place like Stoke, which yeah, even if it's not quite, uh, the days of Tony Pulis. Stoke are still a pretty good and pretty organised side. You know, they, you know, they give us a quite quite a scare early on. So the fact that we can come out without Harry Wilson and Alexander Mitrovic, um, you know, Moon is stepping up to the play and all that. It, it, it showed resolve. You know, as you know, as J-Mac said, we needed to win. We needed to win ugly. Um, and we did. And we did exactly that. It shows that, you know, we've got, you know, we can we can do both. We can win games five, six, seven, nil. But at the same time, we can also grind things out, which I think is really a really positive uh, moving forward as we you know, as we carry on for the rest of the season. It shows we have that in our arsenal as well. Yeah, well, you just mentioned Barrett Rodak there, and Morgan and Wigo were quite critical of his recent form on the last pod that we did at the weekend. But what are you boys? What 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 are you boys thinking about Marit Rodak? He's the Fulham number one. But we have conceded six goals in the last three games. I said to the boys on the pod at the weekend, though, I thought their comments were harsh, that that he was, you know, at fault for for at least one of the goals in the game against Stoke and, you know, critical of him against um, against Bristol City, let, letting one in at his near post. But sometimes in the Championship, you just concede goals. Yeah. And, and don't forget, Dom and Morgs are just miserable bastards. So it's, I weren't even Dom. I mean, you can have a go at Dom all you want, but it weren't even him, it was Wigo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, was it? I thought it was Smogs and Dom at the last show. My fault. No, anyway. <laughs> fuck you, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wigo's a bit of a miserable. Wigo's a bit of a miserable bastard as well. So it's it's kind of it kind of fits. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Rodak it comes under the same category as um, as Gazaniga was at the at the start of the year. I think it's not going to be a problem until it starts to become a problem. Like I can forgive. Yeah. He's looked a bit sloppy in recently, but 
it's not costing us games. I think, you know, is he being bailed out by, you know, the wonderful attacking talent that we have? To an extent, yes, he is. But at the same time, it's not like he's making multiple mistakes and it's not like, and he's not costing us games. So I think that's okay. You know, it's a bit of a, a referendum, probably not the best term, but it's a bit of a test for him. And it shows that, you know, when we went up for the, when we went up to the Premier League last time, everyone was saying, oh, he deserves a go, you know, uh, and, you know, we had the controversy with Ariola. So, oh, why are we bringing this guy in? Rodak deserves a chance. It's sort of the same thing. It's making us see that, right, he can get us out of the championship, but is he good enough to, you know, to be a, a credible force, you know, in the Premier League? Um, he's he's not doing well at the moment, but I think over the course of the season, I think, you know, and back to the previous promotion campaign, I think he's done enough to show that he at least deserves a go. You know, he's not, if I, I think I said it in the chat, if you're challenging for the top six or the top half of the table, I don't think he's in that bracket. But if you are looking to just stay up for a season or so to consolidate, I think he's okay just for that much. But I don't want, you know, if we want to move up and do a, um, do a Leicester or whatever. I don't think he's. I don't think he's in that bracket. Yeah, I think Rodak's played. Not. It's not the catastrophe that everyone's making out to be, in my opinion. I think. Um, you know, the first goal. This the Stoke game. I mean, the first goal we conceded. That was a complete, like, mistake between Ream and Robinson. I think they should be tracking that back a lot better. And and the second goal. I mean, it wasn't exactly a curler. Um, you know, maybe he should have got better hands to it. But I thought, you know, Lewis Baker's shot was completely. You know wasn't getting pressed at all until it was too late by Harrison Reed. So, I mean, I think the goals that Rodok's conceded have been uh, kind of long shots from outside the box and then maybe he should be getting better to them. But I don't know. His I think his one-on-one ratio of you know, saves is still quite good. I think he's still, you know, a really good keeper. And you can tell by how livid he was in the Birmingham game when he conceded one of those goals. I, I, I think he's really could step up to the plate for the Premier League. Really, I do. But then again, I'm, I always love a new shiny thing. And if, you know, if Ariola, for instance, wants to come back, you know, that, that would be quite nice too. But that's, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Rodak's been fantastic and he doesn't deserve any any real criticism yet unless he has a real proper howler in this next game coming up. To me, it's massively clutching at straws to be critical of Rodak. I mean, as you mm. just said, Jamie, the, the goals that have been scored have been emphatic finishes. It's not like he's let a couple in through his legs or he's mm. dropped a cross or hasn't come from a cross or punched the ball straight, you know, up in the air or something like that. Let's be honest. I, I mean, I've just remembered Sergio Rico, who played a significant part of the Premier League season, and he couldn't catch a cold um, and punched the ball up in the air all the time and cost us goals. These are just shots that are flying in from distance. And yeah. we don't know how good Marit Rodak is going to be in the Premier League because he didn't get a chance last time. And let's be really, really honest now, the goal, Fulham, the Fulham goal is hardly being peppered with shots at the moment, is it? It's not like, you know, we're conceding 10 shots on target a game. You know, it's it's one or sure. two at best, really, isn't it? So he's hardly being tested. We we don't know. And And last time we were in the Championship... He was bloody good. He came in and he looked a world apart from Marcus Bessinelli, who'd had an absolute stinker at the start of the season in the last championship season. So I say lay off Marit Rodak. I know it's it's easy to defend him because he's um, he's come up through the youth system at Fulham. So maybe he gets a bit more leeway for that. But I, I think he's a bloody good keeper. Do you guys not agree? No, no, I, I, I do agree. I think there is some, there are a lot of factors. There are a lot of factors going into it. And I think it, it goes back to what I was saying is, you know, the goals, the goal isn't being peppered with shots. And he's saying it, it's not like he's looking unreliable like Sergio, 
you know, like Sergio Rico was, or like or like Azaniga, we you know, for the first couple of you know, he misplaced a couple of passes, you think, oh, he's looking a bit dodgy, but again, we it wasn't too bad. And then I think was it the Blackpool game away was uh Gazaniga's last um last game. It may have been Blackpool, it may have been Coventry, but again, there was just one that one turning point where you thought, right, that's it. And I don't think we've reached that with Marek Rodak yet. That's why I think he is getting you know, is it any way for coming? Exactly. Exactly. Is he coming through the? Is it the coming through the academy leeway? I think there probably is something to that, but it goes. You know, it goes back to what I said. What you touched. It's not costing us games, so I'm not going to worry about it until, yeah, you know, until he. You no, know, t- Tony Warner against Mido is the only one that really comes to mind right now. If it's unless it's a that sort of moment that starts costing us games, then I'm going to worry. But letting shots in from distance, not right now, personally. Yeah, he's also an international goalkeeper. I mean, you know, he's being picked by his national team. So, and he, he's a youth academy. Yeah, he's from our academy. Uh, I, I think he'll be. I think he should be fine in the Premier League if we get the right defenders in, at least. Because I, I think there are goalkeepers that Leeds went up with. I think one of them is called um, Ilan Meslier. I, I can't think I pronounced Melier. that right. Probably Me- Melier. Melier. Beg your pardon. But you're the French guy. You know that. But what I'm saying is, is that, <laughs> is that you know, he was in the championship with them. I think he played like 10 games with them. And he's converted brilliantly to sort of being in the Premier League. So I, I really hope we give him a chance unless, you, I mean, you know what, even, well, I don't know. I, I, I would love Ariola back, but I, I think we should be giving Rodak this chance, 100%. Well, let's, let's not forget that when Rodak did come in, uh, and it was around October sort of time, wasn't it? We barely conceded a goal. Uh, I think we had five or six clean sheets in a row. So, and, and that changed the form where we were conceding goals every week uh, with Gazaniga in between the sticks. So, anyway, let, let's move on. Um, let's talk about Jean-Michel Seri. Um, very sadly, the Ivory Coast have just been knocked out of the African Cup of Nations on penalties to Egypt. So, he'll be on the plane back to the UK soon, um, back in the Fulham squad. But let's be honest, we just haven't missed him, have we? Look at the results we've had since he's gone in January. Tom Kearney and Harrison Reed are probably the preferred partnership in midfield at the moment, aren't they, lads? I'd say so. Yeah, I, I just I don't think even if Seri was available this weekend, which I imagine he, it might be quite a bit of jet lag or what have you, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of what's been working so beautifully. I think this is the best our midfield central partnerships ever looked. Um, Seri's been incredible. He's got an amazing song, and he's an amazing player, and there's a fantastic redemption song, uh, story going on, but. I feel with what's going on with I keep saying redemption song every time I want to say redemption. <laughs> it's really fucking annoying. But um, yeah, yeah, just with what Tom Kearney's able to do going forward, being the maestro of playmaking from a deeper role, but set, uh, allowing Reed to sort of clear everything up. It just it's a much better balance in my opinion. I think we should just keep with this until you know Kearney starts to run out, and then we put Seri back in the team. That's my personal choice anyway. Maybe Seri goes back in for the Man City Cup game to ease him. I imagine, if, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that being a little break. What do you reckon, Baldo? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think you don't really want it. You don't really want to mess with the um, with the Reed Kearney partnership at the moment. And when you factor in the the travelling back, and you know, I'm sure we're gonna, I'm sure we're gonna touch on it later. But um, with the Ream and Robinson thing again, it comes back to the Blackpool game. Maybe it's because I was there. Maybe it's because just how disastrous it was. But we saw what the effect of coming back from international duty. And such a quick turnaround has done to players, you know, especially our players in the past. So, I, I can't, ima- I can't imagine being thrown straight into it against you know, against Blackpool uh, this weekend. Maybe he'll get a role on the bench. And I know there's, I know there are some sort of rules when it comes to FIFA in regards to 
player resting times and when they can come back and stuff. So there may be some rules to follow, but I, I'd be, I'd be stunned if he started that game. He'll again, at, at, at the least he'll probably be, at least he'll probably be on the bench. If you want to say to get some minutes back into his leg, he doesn't really need it, but just to, just to shore things up, you know, if things are, if things are a disaster or if they, he may come on, but I doubt, I doubt he's going to be starting. I think, yeah, that Man City one is probably, probably going to be the ideal one to maybe get back into it. It's so weird how things work out, isn't it? Because before the African Cup of Nations started and during that kind of Christmas break that we had, that where we didn't we didn't get any games, we're kind of thinking or looking forward to the fixtures and thinking, well, look at all those games we've got in January and we've got to do all those without Seri. Will Kenny be able to cope? And then we've come out at the end of, uh, almost come out the end of January, sorry. And uh, we've just had an absolutely stunning month, haven't we, without him. Um, but Tom Kearney you never know how long he's going to last. Um, and, you know, when we've had games sewn up quite comfortably in the last few weeks, Kearney's gone off. So he's only played, you know, 60, 70 minutes of some of these games. So to be able to bring Seri on uh, going forward, who is a brilliant player, by the way, at this level, then it's it's just a really, really nice position to be in, isn't it? And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him back. And... Um, uh, even if he doesn't start the games, I, I think he'll feature heavily now between now and the end of the season. Don't you think, J-Mac? Yeah, 100%. I mean, he'll definitely come off the bench if he's not staying. I mean, you've got to remember, as well as it is going between Harrison Reed and Tom Kearney, they both are rather injury-prone. So I, it's only a matter of time we see him, I reckon. But also just, you know, we've got games thick and fast coming up as well. So, I, yeah, well, there'll definitely be rotation. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll definitely see him and he'll definitely be still a huge part of this team and the song will still, you know, be sung for a very good reason, you know. Mm, well, it's been sung even in his absence. We were singing it at Stoke yeah. the weekend and it's great. It's just a good song, isn't it? Um, well, this weekend's game against Blackpool is, of course, the first of four league games at home out of the next five. We're eight points clear of third. That's uh, Is it Bournemouth still? I don't even know anymore. I think it's still just about Bournemouth because QPR only drew last night against Swansea, didn't they? Um, but yeah. we're five points clear of Blackburn Rovers in second place. And we've got a, a game in hand over Blackburn as well as we go into a run of Blackpool, Millwall, Huddersfield and Peterborough at the Cottage with Holloway between the Lions and the Terriers. It's a massive few weeks now for us, isn't it? How many points do you see us getting out of those five games? Honestly, off the top of my head, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we got all. I wouldn't be surprised if we got all fifteen. I just yeah. think with the form that we are in, and I know this is the championship, and I know this is probably the same mistake I made before the previous Blackpool game. But it's a case of you look at what we have been producing. And as I said, we can win beautifully seven nil. We can win ugly three. We win ugly three two. And you look at the opponents that we're coming up against. You know. Blackpool don't really scare kiss of death. Blackpool, Millwall, Huddersfield, <laughs> Peterborough, and Hull don't really scare me in a sense. So, especially because because of what we got and the fact you know, as uh, we managed to beat Stoke City without Wilson and Mitrovic, depending on what things are, we're going to get them back. You know, for the majority of them, you'd imagine, and with them, you know, having a bit of a rest and now being able to be fit and firing, if they're on form, then you can see them. You can see them running a mark, and that's why I say. Out of the next five games, I don't see why I don't see why it's impossible for us not to get fifteen points. Yeah, I think we could probably easily get fifteen points in the next five. I, I, we might get one draw, but just well, this is really the business end, and we're very fortunate of these fixtures. I mean, I, if we after these games, I think it's going to look very clear that we're going to be champions. I hope so. Anyway, um, it really is just our, our 
our games are very favourable compared to our rivals then uh, over the next few weeks. And I, I but you know, it's a championship. Anything can happen. But I, I like to think that we will maybe have one blip or two, maybe maybe a draw or a, a freak loss. Hopefully, not too bad like a Coventry. But I, I, I can just see us steamrolling it now. I think we're just going to kick the turd out of people. Really, I do. This is the point in the season where teams get injuries, teams start to suffer with fatigue. And we're bringing Mitrovic and Wilson back in after a two-week break. And then we've got an FA Cup match away at Man City where hopefully we'll rest some players and then go again with some with the first team really fresh uh, at Hull away. So I, I just think that the squad's just too strong too, and it's got too much quality in it for us not to win this uh, division quite significantly. And I've been saying that for quite some time now. I mean, right since the beginning of the season, but... I, th- I think we we did a pod with Danny and with Tristan in the international break back in November, and um, and I thought we'd be clear by Christmas, and we weren't even top then. I think we were still a bit behind Bournemouth at that point, and I said on that pod then that we'd be clear by Christmas, uh, and we were, but not not as clear as I'd hoped we would have been. Um, then of course Christmas happened, and we we fell out of the top two for a bit, didn't we? Just because we hadn't played any games, but now look at us, we're we're absolutely flying again. So good, um, and rightly so as well. Um, this weekend is, of course, the reverse fixture of that time way back in September, uh, where we wondered if the early season bubble might have burst when we lost for the first time of the season at Blackpool. That day, Anthony Robinson and Tim Reeve had just returned from international duty and both started, as did Bobby Reed, who'd been on international duty with Jamaica. Domingos Kina also made his debut that day, and it was his, I'm sorry, it was our first match since the close, closure of the summer transfer window. In fact, the front three were Bobby Reed, Ivan Caviero, and Mitro, with Seri, Josh Onoma, and Dominguez Kina sat behind them. This was, of course, though, way before Marco Silva had settled on his favourite first team, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you could you could tell that he was still trying to trying to tweak things because you know me, me and you were at that game, French, and it did look mm. incredibly disjointed. And you know, we we sort of had the debate at the time: is Marco Silva you know, is he taking the championship too lightly, as it were, with some of his decisions? With some of his decisions and uh, some of the players that he, uh, some of the players that he left out, and some of the players he selected, and you know, the decision to play Raymond Robinson, thinking maybe he'd get away with it uh, because it's the championship and all the players are tired, but their talent will see them through. But yeah, so it was it was an interesting one. But again, as I say he he didn't know his, he didn't know his settled team. And now, now he absolutely does. And I think more than knowing the team, I think he knows what the best backup options are. Like he knows, you know, um, like, like for instance, he knows the queen, he knows the queen is not an option in the championship. That's why, that's why we haven't seen him. And I'm 90% sure it may have happened. I have lost track of him, honestly, he uh, being sent back to Wofford. It may be confirmed. It may not be, but he, he won't be playing. I, I doubt he would be playing again this season. So yeah, but he knows what the best, you know, plan A and plan B is. And so he'll be, able, so he'll be able to work it out, you know, from now on. Yeah, I think that's actually a very good point you made there, Bola, about him knowing what substitutions work now. I think his substitutions have been pretty pretty solid in the last few games. I mean, getting the right person on for, like, for instance, I mean, even even bringing Anthony Knockout on in the last game, brief as it was, I mean, he was actually able to sort of waste time like he always does and hold on to a lead. So, I mean, that was, there are, he is starting to really, the, the, the way, the contrast compared to how, 
Marcus Silva first started out in this league, you know, compared to now, and it was never even bad, was it, to begin with? But I mean, just to, he really, really knows what he's doing, I think. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the lineup might be for this one. It'll be. Yeah, we'll come on to the the lineup in just a second. I'm just having a look at Blackpool's recent form just to see what oh, yeah. we can expect from them, and it's a little bit inconsistent, to be honest. They won one nil at home against Millwall last week. Um, they beat Hull on New Year's Day at home 1-0. Then back in December, they lost at home to Middlesbrough, lost at Huddersfield, beat Peterborough, lost at Derby, lost 3-0 at home to Luton. So a little bit all over the place, to be honest. But they yeah. sit in mid-table. They're 13th, um, eight points outside the playoffs with a game in hand. So an outside chance of making the playoffs, but probably not. But I think um, Blackpool fans will be really happy with the job Neil Quitchley's done at, at um Blackpool this season um, and that look like they're gonna well they'll stay up comfortably for sure um, mm. but you know I, I, I wouldn't you if you were a Blackpool fan you'd be you'd be happy with that wouldn't you yeah for sure for sure they've done it remarkably well considering they've just you know recently come up and you know some players have really excelled under them I mean like uh, for instance like Keshi Anderson who was in League One last season has been Really good for them, in my opinion. Like, you know, he scored four goals and four assists, which is obviously nothing compared to the sort of stats that we're providing. But still, I mean, and he's probably, I'd say he is probably one of the players we should be most wary of, but he's injured, so we're very lucky. Um, I, I, well, I mean, not lucky, you know, but he's one of the danger players that they, they have is injured, so it should be a very simple game on Saturday. But yeah, I, I'd be I'd be thrilled. And I'm, I'm it's quite. It's always fun going to Blackpool, isn't it? I think it's it's a great team to have in the championship for sure. Yeah, completely agree. It's going to be interesting to see how we line up for this one, though. It, I, I, I'm trying to get my head around this. So Anthony Robinson's going to miss the game as he's away on international duty with the US. Bobby Reed is also away with Jamaica. Kenny Tete was injured at Stoke. Plus Joe Bryan hasn't played for a while, and I've no idea how fit he is. Plus. Mitro and Wilson were both out last week. Will they be? Will they be back for this? They, I think Marco Silva said that they they had an illness, but wouldn't confirm whether or not it was COVID or not. Whether they were isolating, but you know the assumption would be that that, that was what it was. But you just don't know. Uh, it's all a bit up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't really heard anything yet. On well, we, we've heard that Cavalera should be fine for this game. I imagine if Wilson isn't. Uh, over COVID or whatever illness that he has, then Cavalera will come in. And it feels like a lifetime, even when you mentioned him in the lineup against Blackpool, where when yeah. we first played them, guys, I, I, it's been, it's just felt so long since we've even heard or seen Cavalera. But I imagine if Joe Bryan's, I mean, he seems fit in the training photos that have been released. I, I imagine it'll be yeah. Joe Bryan and Dennis Adoy on the, as the wing back, uh, sorry, fullbacks for this. But, um, but yeah, it's, but yeah. If, if Kenny Tete's injured and Joe Bryan isn't fit, then who who on earth plays at left back? Tim Ream, oh. Dennis Adoy play at left back, and then then Harrison Reed at right back. Maybe I don't know. We are we are starting to scrape the barrel a little bit, then, aren't we? And I wonder whether Marco Silva will be cursing the fact that he let Cyrus Christie go. Yeah, I think I think that it does it does pose a lot of questions. I think the the I think the main two, you know, Mitrovic and Silva, uh, Mitrovic and Wilson rather. I actually went back and checked um, what Marco Silva said pre match. He said there were no you know, uh, injury or illness claims or fresh ones ahead of the Stoke game, which makes me think that uh, Mitrovic and Wilson both got pinged on like the 
the final uh, final COVID test, maybe before the game, which is making me, which you know, makes me think COVID. Now, you guys are going to know more about this than I will because you're still um, the on the correct side of the pond. But is it still five days isolation for? If you test it positive, is. Or... it is five days isolation. But I thought I read somewhere that they knew that Mitrovic and Wilson wouldn't be available from Tuesday last week. I don't know where I read that. So um, if that's if that's the case, then that I was going to because if it's five days, then it's fine either way. But I was going to say if it's a ten day thing, then that would probably rule no, them out. No, no, it's, it's this five weekend, days that now. weekend as well. It's five days. Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of the overall squad, again, I I wouldn't be averse to. I've, I will admit I haven't uh, paid attention to the academy team in years, but I think this would be a time for you know one of the one of the youngsters. Where's Where's Stephen Sesney on, by the way? God knows. Is he still, Don't know. Is he still I amongst think... us? I wouldn't. I, if you know, if you say the right back situation is in such a way that we have to put a doy to left back, I wouldn't be averse to giving Sesney on a go if we if we still have him. Again, I do not know if he's ever. We still he's got him, but is he fit? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, with all with all with all due respect to Blackpool, if Stephen Session was available, you might be right. But I mean, a good good choice for us right back. But I think Dennis Adoy and Joe Bryan should be around. I mean, yeah. Joe Bryan's definitely been training, so it should be fine. Should be fine. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. All right, so that'll be the defence sorted out. Then say, what are you thinking, Kenny Reed and whoever else? Oh, Car- Carvalho. I was just about to say whoever else normally plays there. Carvalho, and then um, hopefully Mitrovic. Wilson and, and Caballo again, if they're fit. But if not, then I, I forgot about Ivan Caballero, to be honest. I'm really interested to know what his comeback's going to be like, um, how often Marcus Silva will use him. Because, I, I, you know, we, we, we've had a long sort of long journey. It feels like one with Caballero. And I feel that if there was anyone sort of to get, because you can see that he's very fast and you can see that he can score goals. Even looking at old YouTube videos of his goals for Wolves, they were good. Uh, you'd feel that someone like Louis Bo- Luis Boamorte and Marcus Silva, you know, Portuguese experienced uh, coaches would be able to really get a tune out of Cavalera. So I, I really hope that this, I, I you know, this if he doesn't come back with some sting in him after this injury, then I can really see us selling him in the summer. But yeah, I hope he... He must be able to get something out of him. You know, he's been out a while though now, hasn't he? I can't even remember the last game. I can't even remember what his injury was. I, I had just forgotten about him. Am I the only one? <laughs> Maybe I am. But uh, we've just the front three is so well established these days that I I just forgotten that that he was even around. To be honest. I'll admit I forgot about Knockhart as well. I yeah. assumed, I assumed he, we'd sent him out on loan again. Again, I just forgot. I just completely forgot he was with us. Yeah, but he, he made a cameo the other week against somebody, didn't he? And came on at the end, and then uh, was it against Derby, maybe? And then all of a sudden he was he was gone again. But now, I mean, I th- it, the chances are Knockout's going to be sent out on loan because he's going to want to play. Um, he's getting towards that stage of his career where he's not just going to want to be sat in and around a squad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could see him going. But I, I think it would be a shame because I still think he offers something, and I, I was I was never. One of the haters um, when it came to Anthony Knockart. He was a frustrating player at times, but you could always see what he was trying to do. And he used to track back and defend as well. Um, he just didn't score enough goals, did he, for for somebody in that position? When you consider how many goals Cabano and Wilson have got this season, for example. Well, well, we've talked about players that may leave. We've also lost Damian Lass. Um, 
big oh, big yeah. loss to the to the to the squad. That one. <laughs> um, he did. He sat on the bench. He was he was the one that was on the bench for the derby game, wasn't he? Because uh, Marit Rodak uh, was one of the players that was ill. So Gazaniga went in goal, and uh, Lass was on the bench, and everyone was like, "Bloody hell's Lass!" Anyway, he's so he he's gone to Austin FC, back to the states. Um, J Mac, I think you're going to have a little look at players that we've been linked with. We've been rumoured to be signing. Whether or not we're going to sign anyone at all this month, I have no idea. Um, one player who has signed, though, is Jay Stansfield. He signed a new contract yesterday. Um, oh. Was I the only one when I when I saw the notification that popped up to say new deal with a little pen, the, the Twitter notification? But it didn't it didn't uh, open up the full message. I thought, oh, come on, that's got to be Carvalho. Oh, it's Jay Stansfield. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I, uh, I was really, really happy about this. Really happy. I, I've got more excitement of, of this in Carvalho, which makes no sense at all. Maybe it's just because he's a youngster. I feel like he could just be a really, really good jewel in the crown for us or Jay Stansfield. But um, no, I mean, it's a really good sign. A really good sign. And it might just work in our favour to maybe convince Carvalho to sign. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just, I think it's really, I mean, if, if he went for free along with Carvalho in the summer and it just, it would have been too much. And I, I think he's going to have a really bright future, I think. Um, I, think I love anyway. the way you, I love the way your brain works. Ah, well, Stansfield's signed, so that'll convince Carvalho to sign. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, no, it won't, but it just, it, it's, it might be a sign that the club is sort of, are really working on it, you know, so I don't know. It could be, uh, put it this way, if you, if you wanted it, I don't know. <laughs> well, Stans- no Stansfield hasn't been linked with uh, Liverpool, Manchester United, Real Madrid, has he? So it's, uh, it's no, a good no. one to get over the line. Leicester it's City. It's a good one to get over the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good one to get over the line. But, you know, let's, uh, let's, get, let's get Fabio signed up, for God's sake. Anyway, come on, mate. Talk to me about who we've been linked with uh, in January. Well, the latest, um, the latest one that just came in today was uh, we've had made a move for um, Diawara, uh, who is a defensive midfielder from Roma, um, and he was quite he had a good rep before going to Roma with his previous clubs. I mean, it's another DM that we're linked with endlessly. You know, we just keep getting linked to defensive midfielders, which shows you that Marcus Silva obviously wants you know someone there in place, maybe for the Premier League or maybe now. I'm not too sure, but. It's it's interesting. Um, we've had an offer sort of rebuttaled by Rome, but apparently we're gonna we're going back in for another meeting, according to the sources that are on Twitter. But you know, outgoings. It looks like Knockart might be going to uh, Como, which uh, might be on the permanent. It might be on a loan. I'm not too sure yet. And the other one is Terence Congolo going out to a Dutch side. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, hopefully they've got a, a very nice. Uh, you know, injury treatment there. But I feel like, you know, to be honest, I, I think there is, there might actually be a signing we make, but I, I'm not sure if it'll just be a defensive midfielder. I, it'll be interesting to see what Kenny Tete's injury is because mm. if it's a really bad one, it's like a few months and we will definitely have to get a right back in last minute and we might return our interest back to Reggie Cannon, which is the uh, the US right back, who is the, which is the most American sounding name I've ever heard. I love it. Uh, but the, uh, another one is like, <laughs> Reggie Cannon. But uh, another one, is, uh, I, what I'm really, if we were to do any business in the right back, this is just sort of my wish list right now. If we were to get a right back this window um, on a really good, you know, which is a good, which would be a good bit of business, uh, it would be Ryan Niambi. I think I pronounced that right from Blackburn. He's 
been brilliant for them. Uh, fantastic stats from what I saw on whoscore.com. But he is out of contract in the summer and all the fans are desperate for him to sign a new contract and he hasn't signed one yet. If we were to just get him for on the cheap and they had to sell for some money this January, that would be a really clever bit of business, not just for making us stronger in the right-back department if Tenny Tetti is injured, but also weakening Blackburn's defence while we're sort of rivaling with them for automatic spots. So I'd really like to see that. He's a really good player and could make the jump to the Premier League because he's only 24 years old. He's rated so highly by the fans and was a, an academy prospect for them. But um, other than that, I mean, th- those are the only links I can see we've been with. We well, we were meant to be linked to Josh Bowler, who is obviously we're going to be playing this Saturday for Blackpool. He's an ex-Fulham Academy, but I haven't. There's been nothing else since, really. I mean, if we were to go for a left winger, um, I would like to see us maybe renew our interest in Jovan Cabral, who's at Sporting. He's just come out of an injury, but that this is a player who Southampton and West Ham were in for when. We were in the Premier League last season. We were in for him as well. And he's just not really getting much attention. It might be a good bit of business for a new winger that could maybe be very good in the Premier League. I mean, if Premier League clubs wanted him, then he might be good for if we get promoted. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling now, but the answer is uh, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I'm just thinking <laughs> fair, fair enough. Well, the, the window will slam shut on, on Monday. So we'll... Uh... We'll see how we get on and see whether we bring anyone on and see uh, bring anyone in, sorry, and see if anybody goes uh, before then. And, uh, of course, we'll do a, a pod preview for the Man City FA Cup game midweek next week. And uh, we'll we'll talk through any of the, the transfer dealings that we've made during that show, I'm sure. Anyway, let's come back on to this Saturday. I want to get your score prediction before we sign off, lads. So, Baldo, you first, mate. Uh, I'm going to go for a comfortable, a comfortable three-nil victory, which is weird. Seeing how many, how many we managed to put up in recent weeks, but I just think three-nil probably sounds sounds about. It. I don't think it's going to be one of those mad five, six, seven games. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're actually? Are we getting a bit numb towards goals now? It's not. We're not sort of getting a bit spoiled, <laughs> are we? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think. I think it will be a 2-0 job. I can see us them doing a very sort of... They play a 4-4-2, so I could see them doing a very sort of low block, playing on the counter sort of style of football against, especially away from home with us at the college. So I, I think 2-0, and I think, I hope, Richmond is back and it'll be a brace. I'd love to see him get to... I mean, how many goals would that be now if he scored two to, on Saturday? It'd be 29, that would take him 29. Oh, God, getting closer and closer to breaking, smashing the record. But yeah, I, I'm going to say 2-0. So you both reckon that that awful goalkeeper Marat Rodak is going to keep a clean sheet then? Yeah, definitely. And I, 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 I really, I know, I, I really do. And I, I, I really, I think he'll prove a lot of people wrong. Not that a lot of people are openly criticising, as we said, but I just feel that he deserves a clean sheet because I think some of the goals he's conceded have been slightly unfortunate due to how you know out of this world they've been. It's, it's absolutely a valid talking point and we don't need to go over it again because we've talked about it at length already on this show, but it's a valid talking point because people are starting to criticise him just because I think that's the only thing you can criticise in the team at the moment is the fact that we, we've sure. conceded a couple of goals in the in the previous three games. So if you're looking for somebody to blame, then you might look at the goalkeeper, but I, I think 
I think it's very harsh. Anyway, that'll do for this week, I think, boys. Thanks for joining me. Baldo, it's nearly time for you to return to Blighty, isn't it, mate? Yeah, I actually, funnily, funnily enough, got an email from uh, the US Customs and Immigration people saying you are due to your your um, visa, your Esther thing expires in less than ten days. Guess so out. yeah, uh, yeah, coming, yeah, coming <laughs> out, yeah, coming home, yeah, coming home next Saturdays, which means I'm actually missing. I'm going to be missing the Man City game, so I'm going to be travelling during it. So thank them, we'll be there for the thrashing. But yeah, should be back in time for whatever game it is that Tuesday night, that Millwall game. So hopefully if everything's all good and honky again, I might be able to get myself down to the cottage for that one. Very nice too. And J-Mac, we need to sort out what's happening on Saturday. Pre-match beers? Yeah, yeah I'd love that. Um, I'm actually taking a mate of mine to the game and um, he's he's a Crystal Palace fan. I'm actually, And then I'm going to go to Crystal Palace in, uh, the week after to watch Kama, uh, who they're playing in the FA Cup. But I'm going to that see how we're sort of doing a a swapsies of our football nice. team. So that'll be really good. Yeah, I'll bring them to the pub. It'll be good. Nice one. I'll see you up there, mate. We'll be back on Monday morning with full reaction to the game. I think I've got Matt Dom and Wigo with me for that once. But please, folks, don't let that put you off. See you at the cottage on Saturday. Cheers. <laughs>